0: recorded live. been Thank you once again in the name of our precious Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I am Apostle Robert Bryant, Pastor of the Christian Center Church, worldwide, North Carolina, USA. I'd like to welcome you all once again to another edition of Teaching the World. where sound doctrine is brought to the ears of thousands of judges.
1: Those of you that have been worshiping with us, you know that A in our outline, love is John three eighteen, First 1 Corinthians 13 and 4, capital B, the greatest sacrifice, Mark twelve thirty three, First 1 Samuel fifteen twenty two, capital C, God is, 1 John 4 and 8, Ephesians 3 and 20, capital D, your love for God is reflected in how you give, 2 Corinthians 9, seven, Second 2 Chronicles 7, 5, and it brings us on down to capital E, that love for God, anyone who loves God, you will turn away from sin. Love for God will mandate that you turn away from sin. We're going to look at Second Timothy chapter two verse nineteen from the New International Version, Second Timothy chapter two, verse nineteen. Our scripture reads, Paul writes to Timothy, says, Nevertheless, God's solid foundation stands firm, sealed. With this inscription, the Lord knows those who are his and everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. Once again, nevertheless, God's solid foundation stands firm, sealed with this inscription. The Lord knows those who are his and everyone who confesses the name of the Lord must turn away from wickedness. Capital E in our outline, you'll turn away from sin. If you love God, you'll turn away from sin. Sooner or later, but you'll turn away from sin. Let us pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, again, we thank you, Heavenly Father, for the privilege, the honor to be able to worship you in spirit and in truth. We thank you, Father, for so many great things that you have done to us, through us, for us, all around us. We give you maximum glory, maximum honor, maximum praise. We give you the glory, the honor, and the praise individually. We give you the glory, the honor, and the praise collectively for you alone are worthy. Father, again, we thank you for being patient with us as we overcome the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the pride of life, and whatever else belongs to our earthly nature. We pray, Father, that as we study your word this evening, you will bless us with your wisdom, your knowledge, and your understanding, that someone under the sound of my voice be encouraged, uplifted. May revelation be gained, knowledge, Father, Blind eyes be opened. Most of all, Father, we pray that your name, which is above all other names, will be glorified, honored, and praised. These and all other blessings we count done in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Let God's people say, Amen. Capital E, love for God, you'll turn away from sin. Bless the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. As we look at 2 Timothy chapter 2, Apostle Paul encourages God's people, which Timothy was one of, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Whatever attribute, whatever characteristic, That you and I have received from the Lord. God wants us to be strong in it. Whatever fruit, whatever aspect of the fruit of the spirit that you and I possess are operating in. God wants us to operate in that strongly. The Bible lets us to know that we are to be strong in the Lord. Well... There's a, there's the fruit of the Spirit. In other words, there's that which proves that the Spirit is really in us. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. These are aspects of the Spirit of God dwelling inside of our mortal body. Now, you're going to have... These attributes, if you are a child of God, this is almost like your spiritual DNA, if you would. Now, one thing we understand about DNA, genes and and inherited features and these type things, some genes manifest themselves later than others. Say a of what you're driving at. In the natural, some genes manifest themselves. Some genes will manifest themselves very early. Other genes manifest themselves or other aspects of your DNA manifest themselves later than others. In the natural, and God says so it is, in the spiritual. In other words, your love and your joy and your peace may be at one level of maturity. But your patience kindness, gentleness, and self-control may be at another level. So what we've got to learn how to do, children of God, is we've got to learn how to understand that all the aspects of the fruit of the Spirit do not mature at the exact same time. Same thing with our physical bodies. During adolescence, I was a health and physical education teacher for about, about 15 good years. And one of the things they talk about is that, that during adolescence, that period, that time period in between childhood and adulthood, head, hands, and feet are the first normally to reach adult size. That's why sometimes you see adolescents, I know I was one of them, look real, real funny because their head, their hands, and their feet will mature oftentimes before the rest of the body. So here I remember being 12 years old wearing a size 12 shoe. Big old long head, big old long hands, big old long feet on a little bitty body. Yes, I'm kind of funny looking. So usually say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? That the same way we can look funny in the natural as we are maturing, we can be looking funny in the spiritual as we are maturing. Bless the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, just the same way I would encourage a teenager that's looking funny to hold on until your people used to say, wait till his body catch up with his hands and his feet. I remember hearing that as a young man. Wait, long, long legs, long, long feet, little bitty body, long, long head. Wait till his body catch up. Well, sometimes in our walk with God, certain aspects of The spirit have to catch up, have to mature. God instructs us to mature. The word instructs us to mature and to mature things. Well, we got to understand that everything does not mature at the exact same time in the natural or in the spiritual. Apostle Paul is encouraging Timothy to be strong in grace. I want to encourage you, under the sound of my voice, be strong in grace. Now, we understand that grace is God's unmerited favor. You can be strong in grace, or you can be weak in grace. You can have a lot of grace, or you can have a little grace. Grace is much like much like uh, anything. Money. You can have a lot of money, you can have a little money. Power. You can have a lot of power, you can have a little power. Grace, you can have a lot of or you can have a little. God wants you and I to have much grace, number one, and number two, he wants us to be strong in it. God does not want you with weak or little grace. God wants you and I with strong and plenty of grace. Paul charges young Timothy to be strong. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Watch this. And the things you have heard me say. We're looking at uh, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 right now. And the things you heard me say. Now, Timothy was a young man that had attached himself to, to Paul and, you know, was very close to Paul. Paul kind of took him under his wing, much like a son. Can you imagine being around the apostle Paul, one of the greatest apostles that ever lived? Timothy had access to a level of revelation, a level of insight, a level of knowledge of God. He had access. It's about uh, almost like, uh, I don't want to say too too close, but it's, it's, it's kind of similar to the disciples who, who had the privilege of being around Jesus. They had the privilege of being around God in the earth every day of their life, hearing God talk every day, every night. Timothy was a young man that Paul, a young brother in the faith, that Paul took an exceptional and a special liking to and encouraged him with words straight from The storehouse of God's wisdom. He said, "The things you have heard me say in the presence of many, many witnesses, be strong in that." Paul said, "Look, I don't reveal some things that you don't need to. I don't reveal some things to you from God that you don't need to be shaky in. You don't need to be scared in. You don't need to be timid in. I reveal some things to you. You look the things you have heard me say." In the presence of many witnesses, entrust to reliable men. In other words, pass that revelation on. Some of you all under the sound of my voice, you're already doing it. God said, it. God said, Robert, a lot of them is doing it. You'd be surprised. A lot of you all are hearing revelation and insight that God is passing on here to me that have been passed on to you. Some of you all taking it right to your job site, passing it on to your coworker, taking it right to your church, passing it on to your uh, other choir members, taking it right on to your family, passing it on to your marriage, and that's good. Because good revelation, good doctrine, sound teaching of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in this generation of false doctrine, in this generation of false teaching, in this generation of false apostles and false Christ, sound doctrine needs to be shared. Paul said, Timothy, be strong in that that you have heard me say. In the presence of many witnesses, entrust to reliable men who will also be qualified to teach others. Now, well, we just want to make sure now, because the Bible says, said, Paul said, look, you need to entrust this to reliable men who are qualified to teach others. Why? Because if they don't mess around and get this thing just right, they'll go out and destroy the faith of some I want to encourage you under the sound of my voice. If you're going to be out there talking about something that you heard that God had given to me or something that you heard, a revelation or insight, make sure you get it right. Make sure you'll be qualified to share that revelation. Pause and look. Make sure you share this with reliable men. Because just like people can take what you have said and from God and use it to be a benefit and a blessing in people's life, some people take what God has, has, has said to you or through you and twist it all up and go out and, and make a pure mess of things. That's what ended up happening with Jesus. When they brought Jesus before Pilate and brought Jesus all before different individuals, all kind of false witnesses stepped forward, talking about they heard him say this, they heard him say that, all kind of things that they had gotten twisted up. My prayer for you under the sound of my voice is that you won't get it twisted. Make sure that you get the revelation right before you go out and start trying to tell a whole lot of people. Well... All comes on down, because you know a prime example of what I'm saying is in you find finding verse eighteen that there were some individuals who had wandered away from the truth, they were saying that the resurrection had already taken place, and they were destroying the faith of some Mr. apostle what are you what are you encouraging us to do the revelation and the insight and what we receive from God should not be destroying the faith of individuals, but rather it should be building the faith of individuals. If if what God is giving me on a daily basis to share through this broadcast is not building your faith, then stop listening to me. Don't you download another broadcast? Don't you don't you hit another go on your computer, or on your your iPod or MP3 or I don't know what, but all the stuff. Don't listen anymore. If it's not building your faith, if God is not sharing anything with me that is building your faith, stop listening to me. But if, which I know he is. Or should I say, but since he is, because I know he's building your faith out there, because you keep right on tuning in. You keep right on downloading. You keep right on clicking on the go button. Since he is, then you need to try to get as much as you possibly can. Anything, anybody that is building your faith you need to try to get as much as you possibly can out of them while you can, because one day they're gonna be gone. That's what I did with my grandfather. When I, when, 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 after I had gotten converted into Christianity, Christ cast them demons out of me, and I got the revelation that I was running around demon possessed and blind and crazy. And Christ cast them demons out of me. I realized that the, that Christ was real and that God was real and that the Bible was. A, my grandfather, who had been trying to tell me about the law for years, I tried to squeeze every bit of information, every bit of knowledge, every bit of understanding, every bit of wisdom out of him I possibly could. Only knew him for four years in salvation. And I was trying to get what I could get. Sometimes I would go to his house, 8, 9 o'clock in the evening, stand out with him in the yard to 2, 3 o'clock in the morning just listening. He used to hit me with a lot of proverbs. Well, you know, Proverbs, uh, it says all hard work brings a profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. Proverbs says, the foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of courage, he would hit me with proverb. Boom,
0: boom, boom. Try to get what you can get. When individuals
1: are building your faith, you need to listen to me, child of God. Anybody that is building your faith, being used by God to build your faith in your life is a precious gem in your life. Might be pastor, might be one of the deacons, might be one of the mothers, one of the saints, one of the friends. It might be your bishop. Might be your, If he or she is building your faith, building your and bringing you and helping, showing you how to get closer to God, that is a friend, that is a precious, precious part of your life that is an individual that is adding value to your life, God said the problem with a lot of you all under the sound of my prophet's voice is you have connected yourself with too many people that are not adding any value to your life there are only two types of people in your life, those who are adding value to your life and those who are taking value from your life from today my prayer for you and I see a number of you all in the spirit under the sound of my voice, cut Cutting off relationships and interactions with individuals that are taking value from your life. And I see you connecting yourself with people and places and things that will begin to add value to your life. If you want a better life, get better company. If you want a better life, choose better friends. That's, That's one of the first moves if you really want a better life. Get you a better get you a better crew. Get you a better entourage. Get around a different group of people. For the saints that are just coming in, we're in capital E in our outline. Anybody that loves God will turn from sin. Anybody that loves God will turn from sin. And we are at Second Timothy Chapter Two. And we are looking at verse eighteen right now, but verse nineteen is our focus. So there, there were individuals in uh, the church that were preaching false doctrine. Now you say, Apostle, how do we know the difference between those who are adding value to our life and those who are taking value from your life? Those who are adding value to your life are going to preach sound doctrine to you. They're going to they're say, they're going to say, they're going to tell you the truth of God, the truth from God. Now, you look at this particular context. 2000 years ago, when approximately when these writings were written, you
0: had two types of preachers. You had those that were preaching that the resurrection had
1: already taken place, and there were those like the apostle Paul and others that were preaching that the resurrection had that 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 had not taken place. Well, Paul clearly refutes and rebukes those false teachers that were saying that the resurrection had already taken place. In other words, they were false. they were they were not preaching and teaching sound doctrine.
0: They were preaching and teaching false doctrine two thousand years ago, and God said, "You got a
1: lot of jokers that's doing it right today." Just preaching and teaching false doctrine, whether it's out of ignorance or whether or not it's out of uh, malicious and pre-planned and and pre-thought. It was false doctrine. Paul, on the other hand, 2,000 years ago now, was preaching sound doctrine, was preaching true doctrine, telling people, look, resurrection hasn't taken place yet. And letting people know the truth from God will cause their faith to be built. Telling people lies in the name of God will cause people's faith to be destroyed. That's why you can't just listen to everybody standing in a pulpit, got a white collar around their neck, call themselves a preacher. See? Because you got a whole lot of false doctrine, a whole lot of false teaching that's, that's, being, that's, that's coming up out of individuals every day. Save the Lord. It's going on thousands of years ago, and it's going on today. So so Paul said, look, with all of this being said now, nevertheless, God's solid foundation stands firm. In other words, the truth of God is still the truth of God. And you need to understand under the sound of my voice that it don't make no difference what a whole bunch of false prophets say, what a whole bunch of false apostles and false all that stuff, look, 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 look. Nevertheless, Paul said God's solid foundation stands firm. And what is the solid foundation of God? The truth of the word of God. God's word, look, no matter how you try to twist it, I've heard they don't come up, some individuals have come up and written down, written new Bible, the gay Bible or the homosexual Bible or something. Instead of Adam and Eve, they got Adam and Steve and they've changed all kinds. Of, oh, look all that nonsense all that nonsense, God's solid foundation stands firm. It is sealed with this inscription. Watch this. The Lord knows those who are his. Now, that right there, see, see, that's why we don't have to argue religion. We don't have to argue about, uh, um, we don't have to, uh, because the Lord knows those who are his, and that those who are his are going to spend eternity with him in heaven, heaven, and those who are not his are going to spend eternity in hell. What's the problem? What's the problem? And if you end up in hell, look, I ain't going to be tripping off it because it ain't my fault. Because I tried to tell you, to love of God, be called according to his purpose. I try to tell you. And that's what we got to make sure we do, children of God, so that if anybody end up in hell, it won't be because of a lack of effort on our part to try to bring them over into the family of God. Individuals end up in hell, let them be jokers that have just persisted and and not want to do what we as children of God have told them, which is place your faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Seek the Lord while he may be found. I ain't tripping off no mother, no father, no sister, no brother, no uncle, no cousin, no son, no daughter. to end up in hell because you you knew what I was about. You chose to run away from that. You chose to run and get into some and be into other. You chose not to love God, not to love. You chose not to love God, not to love the things of God. What are we talking about? Do you love God? That's a question you got to answer. I can't answer that question for you. I can't make you love God and I can't make you hate God. The Lord knows those who are what? Who are his or who are with him. Now, here's one of the proofs. In case you out there wondering whether or not you love God, whether you sit sitting down and man man, I wonder if I really love God or not. I wonder if I'm really, if I've really been called according to his purpose. Here it is, my brother or my sister. Look at the, Look at the proof and the proof is in the pudding. Bible says everyone who confesses the name of the Lord, in other words, it's coming up out of your mouth that you are saved, that you are a child of God, that you are born again. Everyone. This is a, this is a universal word for the body of Christ. This is a word that goes out for everybody that claims that they're Christian, everybody that claims that they're born again, everybody that claims that they are saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost, filled, fired back. This is a word for you. If you are saved out there under the sound of my voice, if you even claim salvation, this is a word for you. Everyone who confesses the name of the Lord, must turn away from wickedness, this is our responsibility, children of God. Now, God was dealing with me a little bit when I first looked at this scripture a little early when he was he was giving me this message, and God said, "Robert, look, before people can turn away from wickedness, they need to know what wickedness is." See, and this is, this is why it is so imperative and so important for you and I to study God's Word. Because what God's Word will do is it will reveal to us what wickedness really is. It will, it will, it will shine a light. It's about like trying to clean up your room in the dark. You can't hardly clean up uh, stuff that's in the dark because you can't see what's going on. But if somebody pop a light on, you'd be like, "Oh, okay, I can see that the floor needs to be vacuumed. Oh, okay, I can see that the windows need to be washed. Okay, I can see that the the sheets on the bed need to need to go need to be um, put right." Well, light, the Bible says light makes everything visible. Well, understand that God's word is light. And so what God's word will do as we keep studying it from Genesis to Revelation, as we keep going over it and over it and looking at it at one stage in our life, then look at it at another stage in our life, God's word will reveal to us what wickedness is, what it really is, so we can do something about it, so that we can turn away from it. See, if you know, that's why they put signs up on the road, bridges out. Why? Because if you didn't know that the bridge was out, you might go flying and ride right off the bridge. Well, they put signs up. They put written, written physical written things so that you can see. Well, that's what God's Word is. It's a physical written thing so that you and I can see exactly what wickedness is to God, exactly what righteousness is to God, exactly what love for God is, exactly what hatred for God is. The Bible is a written account that you can see. It describes the spiritual realm, but it is in the physical realm. We can touch it. We can pick up the Bible. We can pick up the Word of God. Now, you can pick up the Word of God in the physical only, and leave it down in the spiritual, or you can pick up the word of God in the physical and pick up the word of God in the spiritual. Like one of the, I think it was David who said, thy word, talking about God's word, have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. I want to encourage you, as many as are under the sound of my voice, hide God's word in your heart. Get it all down in your mind. Listen, your soul, I ain't going to say your life depends on it. Your eternal life depends on it. The Bible is the most important book you will ever read. The Bible is the most important. I know some of you got all kind of manuals on the job, and they done told you if you don't learn this manual here, you won't make five extra thousand dollars. And all. So Listen, listen to all that stuff. It's real, real nice. But the Bible is the most important book that you will ever read. The Bible is the most important book that you will ever study. The Bible is the most important book. That you will ever learn, for for studying God's word is one of the marks. And in putting into practice what we have learned is is one of the marks that we love God. And as you do that, my brother and my sister, you will turn away from sin and turn away from wickedness and be even more pleasing in the eyesight of God. May God continue to bless each of you and heaven smile on you. In Jesus' name we pray.
0: So you can reach us through email at thechristnesternchurch at gmail.com. Check out our website, wwwchurchcom backslash member, backslash T, backslash TCCC. Feel free to join us on Talk Shoes, YouTube, and iTunes at 96 p.m. daily. On Talk Shoes, call 724-444-7444. Enter ID 17959. As cast, type in Robert Bryan on YouTube and the Christmas Earth Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryan on YouTube. Donations should be simply using the donation button on the church website or our TalkShoe homepage. God bless you in heaven, smiling you. In Jesus' name, amen.